This is Second Down on ESPN Radio. Christian Gokel alongside PJ Zuko. Glad to have y'all with us here on what is... As PJ just leaves me. Yeah, d- listen. If What? Did, did you see what was happening with, no. with the stream there? Like, I was like seven minutes behind... Like I would move my head to the right to look internet at the la- stuff. Yeah, to Listen, look at the laptop, and it wouldn't move for like fifteen. It's seconds. the second to last show of Second Down. Yep, very, very, very. True. At least in this iteration. And I'm trying to to be with you as much as I can. Well, I'm, I'm saying, trying to get back funny. in there. I think it's funny. Second to last, <laughs> Second Down. That's a that's a. You know, it's a really solid word, which I word from uh, which I learned from uh, B.J. Bennett, that I, I think. To pay homage to all of our times here. Homage. I don't know. It's another word. I so like. I'm gonna try. You know, you you try and pay homage to to whoever you can in the last last couple days. You know, in honor of BJ, it is the. Now I'm getting stage fright. I'm not sure if I'm gonna say. Who cares? I don't know. I don't know what the words are. What is it? Penalty. Penultri- penultimate? Penultimate. Penultimate. Yes. It is the penultimate second down show. It is. Which is a really, really fancy way of saying next to last. Or second best, I think. Second best? <laughs> second best what? I'm just trying to fit second in there as much as possible. Because the yeah. last one's going to be the <laughs> ultimate. That's true. Last last show, best show. Because we got, we got a lot of stuff going yeah, on you tomorrow. Said last uh, game, best game, have, last show, best show. Tomorrow we're going to have a lot of special guests, like guys who have been with us throughout the years. And I don't know how much actual like sports talk we're going to get to do because tomorrow, um, listen, it's our last show before we get fired. I'm going to at least be a little bit retrospective. <laughs> so uh, I shouldn't say fired. Kicked off the air. That's it. Yeah, there, there are... Um, there's not a great term. There's, there aren't a lot of really good terms for uh, situations. It's our last show before Willie Nelson plays Turn Off the Lights. True. Yes. For second down, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to say this, if I can have the opportunity. When you turn on 104.3 on Thursday, you are going to get Georgia football talk and you're going to get Atlanta Falcons talk, and you're going to get college football talk, it's just not going to be coming from us. Sure, yes. And so um, I, just want, I just want people to know that, like, listen, this is not turning into a pop station. Yes. You're, you're still going to get sports talk here, and I think really good sports talk. But yeah. that being said, you shouldn't worry about saying something wrong, dude. We're, we're gone in two days. <laughs> listen. You're probably right. Yeah, no, that's exact. Yeah, that's 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 very true. Uh, I don't know. It's just you know you always get the like. Uh, I'm about to say this word, it's gallows and then, humor, and then man. it's like, do, do you do? You, are are you gonna say the word right? I don't know. Who cares? P- penult- penultimate? penultimate, penultimate, penultimate. Yep. And you just came at me by how like you can't <laughs> correct how I say homage. I ask, or I homage. Ask. Is it homage or, or homage? It homage and. <laughs> Yeah, that's rich. Rich homage styles. Rich homage styles. I like it. I like it. Uh, that's a good. That's a good way to do it. Uh, no, nah, for sure. Uh, it, Kev, I don't. I want to ask about programming, but I don't want to do like behind the scenes stuff. Well, that's the what is, kind. Is Rich's show still going to be airing? I can answer that for you. Yes. Yeah. So, Rich, that 
freaking cockroach. <laughs> well, you know, like, I, I don't want to... Rich wanna, Styles, you son of a gun. I don't want you to call me any names, but... Hey, uh, Green White Checkered is still airing. The NASCAR show will be on on Sunday. And listen, I think this is a good time to announce. Uh, you will still be able to hear me on these here airwaves. Of course, I'm still doing uh, the BC games with Kevin and Savannah. Uh, and that'll go through at least the end of this season. We'll figure out after that, after that. But uh, you and I have a college football show. Yes. That we're going to be doing. And so we'll have more information coming out about, about that. But very excited sure. yeah. uh, for that. And honestly, you'll be able to hear us in more parts uh, across the state. But that freaking cockroach rich dies. <laughs> the back nine, boys. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be when the inevitable like nuclear event happens. Of course. Yeah. It's, it's going to be one of those, like one of those really small kind of like hippopotamus looking bugs that live in the Arctic called, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but I have no idea. They like the mean. horrifying faces up close, but they're like microorganisms. They're going to survive. The cockroaches are going to survive and the back nine boys are going to survive. Coming live to you from <laughs> wherever he can find that, that Saturday and Sunday morning. Correct. The, the homage rich styles. If there is the ever the rich first styles. golf show on Mars, it will be the back nine boys. Oh, absolutely. Because he can survive the radiation. Listen, I don't know who he's going to be interviewing or if he's going to be playing replays from, from older shows, but yeah. he's going to be broadcasting. And he's going to be talking golf. Yeah. Like, that is not going to become any kind of different show from Mars. No, 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 no. Still the back nine boys. Rich, I love you, buddy. I'm just, I'm messing with of course. I love, I love Rich. Of course. I'm just I'm still salty because he spanked me all over a golf course sure. for 18 holes. Uh he, you know what he did too? You know what he did? What's, what's he did that? the ultimate dad thing where he's like, I'll spot you points. Oh no. He gave me strokes. Wait, did he okay, he, he gave you those, but did he ask you to tee off on any of the I don't even know what they're called. No, but any of the tees that are like No, we we played from, up. we played from the same tee box. Like there I don't you know go. if people remember the old Arnold Palmer commercial where like the dudes are like who suck at golf or teeing off from the tips and Arnold Palmer like kind of drives up and he's like, come on fellas. And he's just like a whole pace of play thing. Sure. No, we, we teed off from like the, uh, the regular human tee boxes, but Rich Stiles was like not playing from the front tees. He was playing about the middle and still smoking it. Yeah. Nice. No, that's everything's good. about 10 feet off the ground and straight. Well, I just, I felt like that would probably be just a, a second, like he'll, he'll spot you some points or some strokes, whatever it is in the golf term. And then he's like, "Hey, well, do you want to tee off from up there? Because I'm going to tee off back here." But I don't know if you, uh, I don't know if you had the long game like I do. I don't know. I don't know how golfers get at each other, dude. I, I'm not a golfer. I think I've proved that. If not in the past ten years, I've proved that in the last five minutes very, very well. Yeah, I'm, I'm just letting you do it. You're doing great. No, I appreciate that. I, I will say this is like a very, just like quick. <laughs> I'm not going to take years off the show here, but like. Well, we only have two days left. <laughs> I, I, like, this is a very interesting, it's a very interesting time, for sure. Um, it's a very interesting transition for everybody, and I'm looking forward to, to being able to still, you know, talk to you about college football, for sure, and have, have everybody hear that, and have, you know, their, their kind of involvement as well. Certainly looking forward to, you know, doing the NASCAR show still. But like you said, like, this, this is very much, you know, last couple times a second down and I felt like yeah second down like you started it in the pandemic and whatnot and I've I've been honored to be on it uh has kind of taken on a, a you know a, a life and personality of its own that I've really enjoyed so um 
you know, it's it's interesting. Like I said, it, with everything, it's it's interesting, and there's a transition. I'm looking forward to being able to talk to you more. But you know, there's nothing not, not going to be anything like second down. You know, uh, second downs, second downs its own thing. I'm looking forward. Uh, I've been very happy to be on it, without a doubt. Get out of here. Uh, but tomorrow, yeah, we'll have more of that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah tomorrow we'll, <laughs> no, we'll just all kidding. cry and hug each other. Uh, and then, of course, at the end of it, I'm putting this the ball in his court. Tomorrow no. at 2.57, I'm telling you who Kevin's favorite team is. Yes, I am. Unless you cut the cables, tear down this board, whatever, or like burn the studio down, tomorrow at 2.57, I am telling you who Kevin's favorite team is. So I'm putting the ball in his court. He can admit it today if he wants to. And he could seize the power from me. Wow. Or he could just sit there and watch me reveal the deepest, darkest secret in the history of this organization. That's true. And no matter what, from three to six, people are going to know. People are going to have that Which information I have, tomorrow. I have photographic evidence. Woo. So if he tries to deny this, I have photographic evidence that proves his fandom. Right. So he can't deny it. This is coming out at the latest tomorrow at 2.57. That is incredible. Because like when I first got here, it was like taboo to say who your favorite team is. I'm coming and going... Like, just calling the dogs. And, like, you, of course, are a Penn State fan. But the guys who were on the air were like, oh, can't say who our favorite team well, is. Yeah, it was and like then a, Ben gets here, and yeah. he's a freaking Florida Gator All-American. Sure. And it's like, yeah, we know who Ben pulls for. And then <laughs> BJ, everybody who knows his family in and around this area knows who his family pulls for. So, eventually, he caved to the pressure. But Kevin Thomas. He's, he's held fast. I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to ruin one for you guys because I've gotten this guess a few times. Whoa. Yes. Kevin looks like a Notre Dame fan, but oh. he's not a Notre Dame fan. Yeah, no, he's not. Th- that does Notre Dame not fit his personality to a T? If Kevin said he was a Notre Dame fan, he'd be like, yep, that makes sense. I don't know. I feel I've been, I have to remove my, I have been too close to the situation for too long. Yeah. So, like, I can't see Kevin as a Notre Dame fan because I know what kind of fan he is. Well, no, I know, what kind, of for fan, 10 I know years. what I know what kind of fan he is, too, but I just like the personality, the way he talks about it. The way he hides it and is kind of ashamed of it, it's uh, yeah. Well, that is very prevalent. big Notre Dame vibes. Like that's a that's a big hint though. Also, like he doesn't want people to hate him at a party when he says who his favorite team is. Like the fact that he's ashamed of who who he's a fan of is a very big hint on who it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could say that about uh, 128 college football teams. I think there's like two, like Ohio State, and Alabama, where you're just there's no shame. Come on, man. There's no shame. There, you have shame in being a Georgia fan after yeah, coming yeah. off a national championship yeah, win. Yeah. Get nas- out of here, dude! One national championship. I know Reese Davis had oh the. My I know he had the uh, demons be gone. Forty-one years. No, but still, I mean, just over the last few years, you got Tua to Devonte. You got Jalen Hurts ripping your heart out. You got the Josh Dobbs touchdown in sure. Stanford Stadium. All that, Georgia. Yeah. I don't think the pain is outweighed by last year's national championship. So. It's yeah. There's still a little bit of and also well, pain listen, and shame are two different but, things. But also, but also, there's a distinct side of the Georgia fandom that I don't love aligning myself with. Uh, well, I think everyone has. Where that. they're like, like Certain, I will say, yeah. Georgia fans are, and God, I love you because I'm one of you. Top five most annoying fans in college football. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd agree. And like it was like I'm, yeah, l- but like, once we win a national championship, we're not going to be as annoying because it's going to be true. It's like no, you're still loud. No, it's going to be even worse. Wait, like, which, you know which Georgia fans yes. I identify with? 
the ones who stay like I've seen all the reaction videos to Keely Ringo's interception, and there's the ones where there's like 18 people watching around the TV and they're hugging each other and they're slapping hands and they're falling down because they're so excited. And then there's the videos where Keely Ringo intercepts it and the dad's sitting there in his hoodie and he's got his arms crossed watching the game in front of the TV and the kids around him are losing it, but dad's just like staring at the TV. Yep. Keely Ringo gets into the end zone and he's still like. Well, you know, Bryce Young, if he does yep. this, yep. that's, the, that's the fandom that I identify with. I don't blame but, you. But, I mean, there's not a little bit of a shame like shame when you walk in and you're hanging out with a group of people that don't know who your fandom is. And like, yeah, PJ, who do you pull for? You're like, uh. Well, come on, man. There's You can't say that about me and change the story. There's plenty of shame. There is plenty of yeah. shame with pulling for Penn State football. <laughs> like, yes. No, I, I very much identify with that. And for a lot of different things that everyone knows what I'm talking about that we don't want to bring up right now. We're talking there's, wins and losses. There's plenty strictly, of shame. Strictly wins and losses. Um, but I, all I'm saying is, like, I get the pain part, but I, I mean, like, shame after coming off a, of a national championship yeah, win. I don't shame. know if it's there. Like, what I'm hearing right now is, I just, uh, I'm ashamed because we haven't won another one yet. Well, the season hasn't started yet, so it's not possible. No, but uh, I mean, all the heartbreak built to that, though, you know? All yeah. the heartbreak, all the, everything you pull. No, I don't really, like, subscribe to that either because it's like, man, all those hard, all those hard times, all the, that heartbreak that Georgia football went through, it just built to that national championship. Like, listen, no. Just because you made a mistake four years ago doesn't mean well, that it's, it's justified by this team being successful. That's still a mistake. <laughs> the question was there before last year, which would you rather be an LSU fan where you win a national championship and then suck for five years, or would you rather be a Georgia fan where you're always there but never get it? Yeah. No. Yeah. That's. A, I mean, it's a tough. So that, that was the question there. Uh, uh, but I think like both fandom, like both groups, would like disagree with each other in that. You yeah. know, so LSU probably or, or whoever probably wants to be up in the top five every single year. You talk to the. You know, ones who's in the top five every single year but not win a national championship, they probably would rather have it the other way around. So it's difficult to say. Just enjoy it's also what you a got. reminder to all the Florida fans out there, it's been like 14 years since you won a national championship. So uh, huh, clock is just ticking. On a lot of things, though, too. There are, there That's are, the crazy thing about There are kids out Florida. there that Florida is beginning to recruit that have never been alive during a Florida national championship. So... Uh, we got that going for Not us. Not only that, man, you know all those streaks you had against all your rivals? They're all dead. And for all the Georgia Tech fans out there, it's there's people who are like filing for their retirement funds uh, that weren't alive the last time Georgia Tech won a national championship. So, you know. Isn't that one even like in question, too? Don't they have one that's like... They like split they, it. They didn't really they win like one. split it. Yeah. yeah. Split it. Man, like, oh my gosh. Don't even get me started. I'm, I'm about to go Nebraska-Penn State again. Like, you split the Georgia Tech one, quote-unquote, but you give it to Nebraska mm-hmm. when they don't even deserve it over Penn State. What is, what is going on here? Tennessee I'm, fans, mm. y'all haven't won one this millennium. Maybe this year. No. No, not, uh, not this year. Yeah, speaking of no, no. transition, though, we got to take a break. We're <laughs> going to come back and get you our season predictions. Uh, actually, we're going to start. We're going to go season predictions, and then we'll go week one picks. We'll do all that next. This is, e- this is Second Down on ESPN Radio. There you go. I'm not going to break now. <laughs> Because you're dropping the there you go on it? You're going to patronize me? <laughs> I'm just joking, man. Are you guys done? I know we're off the air in like two days, but or day. But trying to be professional here, and you guys are in here arguing if this song is Blink-182 or Sum 41. We're not arguing. Which, we're why just Why did so many it. bands have, a, have numbers at the end of it? 
during the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, that that is very true. It's just that's that's what it's all well, about. Well, 311 is the whole name of that one. <laughs> but it's, you had, it's, you had five so you finger have, death points. So you have numbers at the beginning and the end of 311. You had Maroon 5. Which Maroon, oh man. I wish Maroon, mm. anyway. I wish Maroon 5 would have Three doors down. Like in the first three years of their existence. They were like, man, numbers are so cool. Yeah, for whatever reason. Matchbox 20. Third eye flying. Dude, they're so... Holy cow. Third doesn't count. Third's not a number. We're talking about... So it we're technically about is a word. Numbers. Yeah, yeah, it's technically a word, actually, yeah. in their name. Where, but, where, like, three doors down was, like, an actual three. Yeah, it was straight yeah. up three. And it was yeah, great. Yeah, Matchbox 20. Because, like, 41, three doors down yeah. back in, like, 2006 or 2007 sponsored... A race for for Dale Jr. So he had like the three on the hood, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, the three's on the they hood!" They were like, "Ain't no doors in NASCAR, brother." Woo! That's back when you never thought Dale Jr. would race the three again, and then he did. Three doors down. Anyway, no, I, I believe me. I was like, I was like ten years old. Like Dale's I Jr.'s don't got you. the three on the hood. I don't believe you. It's amazing. I don't believe you. Anyway, okay. Well, what are we what are we doing? No, I don't know what what. Five for fighting. Oh, my gosh. There it is. Oh, man. Did we say finger 11? No. Finger 11. Finger 11. Although, like, 11 was spelled was out. Was it E-L? Mm, that's yeah. still a number. Um. Yeah, I think that th- that's definitely not it. Whereas, but like, third I think that's all is I kind got. of like a placement or, like, it's true. Kevin with the uh, baseball dad analogy, third is just the second loser. Can we can we talk about also like I get the listen. I had to have one more day of uh, one more segment at least where I was talking while while the intro was playing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just just for memories, but like normally Kevin comes in and he'll like say one thing that interrupts the segment. He just stood in here for a good like four or five minutes, just like throwing up. Hey, what about that one? <laughs> No, he just doesn't care anymore. It's outstanding. <laughs> uh, that being said, I do want to get to our uh, predictions for the season. We'll give you our week one picks uh, coming up next. But, man, I, mean, I guess let's just start with conferences, and we'll go from there. Uh, let's start with the least interesting of the Power 5 conferences, the Pac-12. Probably least interesting and least impactful as well. Yeah. yeah. Understand. Uh, I'll start. I don't want to be a hater here, but I'm going to be a little bit. Wow. I don't think USC ends up winning the Pac-12. Oh, no. Of course not. I think it's probably going to be Oregon or Utah. And with that, I'll probably go with Utah. I think Oregon's got a pretty tough schedule. They should be able to handle the Pac-12 for the most part. But I really like uh, what Utah has coming back. So I'll go with the Utes out of the Pac-12 as the champs there. And I think USC has a nice season, 8-9 wins. But by the end of the year, I don't think we're really talking about them. Yeah, I don't, I don't think USC is going to be um, laughable, right? I, I think they're going to be interesting. They're going to have highlights. It's, it's going to be very exciting all year to see what USC is doing. That being said, they, they have the quarterback. They have the wide receiver. Sure, whether you believe in if they really have the head coach or not is, is up to you. Um. But I don't think that, like like we talked about a few days ago, I they have to have time to build out the rest of the yeah. team. That's just not there yet. 
um, and just not not up to par yet. Uh, so I think they're going to have some exciting highlights and whatnot. But uh, there's, I feel like a lot of people are, are going to overthink this and be like, is it is it really just as easy as Utah? Or maybe can US can UCLA do something? Or maybe no, it's it's really just as easy as it's going to take time for USC to get better. It's going to take time for Dan Lanning, which I think he'll do a solid job at Oregon. It's going to take time for for them to figure all that out and get everything implemented. It's Utah, and they're, they're going to win the Pac-12. I don't know if they're going to go undefeated doing so. or No, I don't think anybody's going undefeated uh, out of the Pac-12. But, yeah. yeah, Utah. It's Utah. Yeah, Pac-12 champs there. Beat, beat the hell out of Oregon twice in a month uh, last year. All right, let's go over to, I'll say, the second most boring conference, the ACC. Yep. I actually think the ACC is pretty interesting because they don't have like outstanding first round pick great quarterback play. I shouldn't say first round. There'll probably be some guys who like end up like in Kenny Pickett range. But like Kenny Pickett was what, the twentieth pick? Yeah. In the NFL draft. Twenty second, something like, like that. None of the guys who are currently there are better than him. So like they're all early second round, late first round picks. Like Tyler Van Dyke is Really good. Throws for 300 yards a lot. Brennan Armstrong at Virginia. I don't know what it's going to look like in Tony Elliott's offense there, but he's a good quarterback. Malik Cunningham might be the most exciting quarterback in college football and is just outstanding, but not an NFL quarterback, Mm -hmm. right? Jeff Sims isn't bad at Georgia Tech. He's going to, I think he's going to be good enough to keep them in some football games at least. And Devin Leary at NC State might be the best of the quote unquote college quarterbacks in the ACC. So it's a, Good quarterback group, just a lot of guys who have played a lot of football games coming back. And then DJU, if he can get back to what he's been in the past at Clemson, that team could be really good. But with all that being said, I do think it's Clemson, not because of the quarterback position, but because that defensive line is ridiculous. Their offensive line has a bunch of upperclassmen on it. They have some good they have a good running game coming back as well. So I, I don't inherently think the quarterback position is going to be make or break for them this year. I think they could still win 11 games with okay quarterback play and just dominating defense in a really good running game. Yeah. Yeah. And th- this is really like, I'm really conflicted because I do think you, you don't just lose your top coordinators on, on both, both sides yeah. of the ball and not feel an impact. But then again, I'm looking around the, the rest of the ACC. And I, like you said, I just don't know if I believe in any other team you know, enough to, to go up and, and grab that man. Like, maybe even if, like, the quarterback at, at Wake Forest, he's out indefinitely with an injury, right? So, like... Yeah, Sam Hartman going to be out for a little while. Yeah, if, if Hartman was there all year, then maybe there'd be a different story, which is crazy because it's Wake Forest. But, you know... Hey, may, Wake Forest playing the ACC championship last year. Yeah. Go easy. I, like, I don't think that was a flash in the pan either. But, you know, if he was there. But I, I just don't know. Like, I don't know what's going on with Pitt. I, I don't know if I truly believe in, in Miami or NC State yet. I mean, Miami yet. I don't think I've ever really believed in NC State. Yeah. But they're good for an upset. But So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on Clemson there. Like, I don't think it's going to be the prettiest year at all. I think they are very much going to be affected by losing those two coordinators, but they will find a way to, to win the ACC. Again, it's kind of like a Utah situation where it's not going to be pretty. They're, they're not going to be unscathed. Sure. And maybe they're, maybe they're not even fighting for a playoff chance. But they'll win the, the ACC. All right, let's move over to the Big 12. Could potentially be the final year of Oklahoma and Texas, even though 
Craig Sankey says it's not going to be until 2025 that we see Texas. I don't. I just don't see that happening. Uh, but you talk about like our transition being yeah. weird. That's the most weird transition I've ever heard of. Just like, yeah, we're going to leave, but I mean, sometime. I guess we'll, we'll get over there when we get over there. But we're definitely leaving. Like, what? No, pack your bags and get out. What are you talking about? Like, this is, I don't know, it's crazy to me. Yeah, I, over the Big 12, I think it's fascinating because you do have Brent Venables coming in to take over Oklahoma. And I, I think they're going to be good. I just, I don't know that you finally transition completely away from the Stoops kind of era at Oklahoma, right? Where Lincoln Riley was just the appointed, anointed next guy to carry on that stoop style of offense, defense, special teams that they ran out there for the Sooners. I'm curious with Venables coming in, he did bring Nilly Gabriel in uh, from USC or not USC, USF, excuse me. But at the same time, you lose one of your top pass catchers in Jaden Hazelwood, who's now at Arkansas. Brent Venables can coach the tail off some defense. I just don't know what the talent is looking like on that side of the football. I think it's pretty middle of the pack in terms of the Big 12. So I don't know if I'm buying in there yet. Certainly not buying into Texas. No. They, like, <laughs> I, I think people forget this football team lost to Kansas. Yeah. Is it two years in a row that they lost to Kansas? But they lost to Kansas last year. I know that. Yeah. And, and they're not a good football team. They don't play with a cohesive fashion. They don't have enough depth at the lines of scrimmage. Yeah, Bijan Robinson is an awesome running back. Is he a little bit overrated in my opinion? Yeah. Quinn Ewers could be good. We really don't know. Dude left high school a year early to enroll at Ohio State so he could get like a million-dollar NIL deal, and then it's transferred back to Texas. So in terms of age-wise, freshman, right? So we don't know what we're going to see out of Longhorns, but I can tell you it's not 10 wins. Nah. I mean, you can, you can take... To me, like yeah. even if they had a solid quarterback situation, you take all most of that away. You go back to the offseason and how I know this is you know bringing up old things or whatever and bringing up off the field stuff, but to me it translates to the field. You you bring up you know what what that defensive lineman brought up and how he talked about kind of how the locker room was and the environment and everything like that and kind of taking that to air and then you see how Steve Sarkeesian responded to it. Yeah. That's all I need to know. And not even take losing to Kansas away, take having a question mark at quarterback, not really knowing what you have, like, oh, no, he's going to be great. Well, sure, but I'd like to see that on the field. Take all that away. Just look at that one situation, and I'm like, yeah, this probably isn't going. Because if you handle that a certain way, you're probably handling, in a bad way, you're probably handling a lot of other things in bad ways too. It's just a sign to me. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't think they're there either. Um is this is this somewhere though? Like, do you do you believe in a Baylor or an Oklahoma State like to show up like they did last year, or do you go with Oklahoma? Uh, I'm gonna go with the team that has its quarterback back, and I understand that Baylor has the guy that won the job at the end of the year back, but they're also lost like four of their top targets from last year that are all in the NFL now. I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. Yeah. I think the Cowboys get it done in a big double middle fingers to Texas and Oklahoma, right? And the mullet wearing Mike Gundy gets that Big 12 championship. I don't think they go undefeated. I don't know that they make the playoffs, but you do have Spencer Sanders back. 
Uh, he threw for 2,800 yards last year, 20 touchdowns, and had like 600 yards rushing with a bunch of scores. He's back. Yeah. They lost Martinez on the defense. But, no, excuse me, Rodriguez on the defense. Um, but, man, they have a lot back, and they just play that kind of – it was a really interesting flip from what we've seen from Oklahoma State in the past, which was we're going to win games 45-42. to 42. Last year it was it's going to get ugly, and we like it. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool to see – Got the quarterback back, another year in the system. I'm going to go with Oklahoma State winning the Big 12. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And, and I, I like that you brought up the, the swing of, you know, how they, how they approach things and what their team looks like uh, for sure. I think, I think they're going to be right there. And I don't know. Maybe this is just blind belief in, in things coming together but and, and the brand or whatever. But I think I'm going to go with Oklahoma just because – I do always say, if you're going to have a defensive coach take over, you, have, you better have a really solid offense or a really solid offensive presence when it comes to yeah. a coordinator or a quarterback. I really believe in Dylan Gabriel and, and what he can do and what, what he did at UCF. Um, I like that kind of marriage, and, and we'll see if it comes together. I'm going to vote that it will. And I think it'd be awesome. Like Maybe we get okay, you know, Oklahoma, OK State in the Big 12 championship game. And uh, have that have that rivalry match up, but yeah. for whatever reason, I'm going to go with the Sooners and uh, Dylan Gabriel there at quarterback. I like it. It's going to be a fun bedlam. Uh, let's go up to the Big Ten. I think everyone is just saying it's Ohio State. Sure, it's Ohio State. I'm not. Okay. I think <clears throat> Ryan Day, and I know a lot of people say this about a lot of things. I think Ryan Day has been riding on the success of his predecessor for a long time. But now we're starting to see what consecutive Ryan Day recruiting classes look like, which he's going to come to your state and take your best receiver. And there's nothing you can do about it because receivers want to go play at Alabama or Ohio State. Yep. That's where they want to go. Right. He's going to do that every single time. Where he's not recruiting at the same level as Urban Meyer is at the lines of scrimmage. And you think back to all the Urban Meyer teams, you're like, yeah, you had all those quarterbacks, you had the great running backs. I look around the NFL and I just see – NFL defensive lineman, NFL defensive lineman, NFL defensive lineman. I see a ton of offensive linemen as well. I'm not seeing that same thing. And when they matched up against a team that was more physical than them last year in Michigan, they got the break speed off of them. Yeah. And I know it's a blizzard and all of that. <clears throat> Michigan was playing on the same field as Ohio State. Yeah, And they true. beat the hell out of them. And so, yes, do I think Ohio State can go out there and put up 50 points in a game and just run that – wide open offense. Hell yeah. They're going to do that a lot this year. They're going to have a lot of highlights where a guy catches the ball and there's no one within 20 yards of him just because that's how that Ohio State offense works. But do I think when they get down to the nitty-gritty and they're playing Michigan State and they're playing Wisconsin and they're playing Penn State and they're playing Michigan, I don't know if they play Iowa this year, but like if, when they're playing these teams, do I think they're going to be able to hold up against all of them? No. And so for that reason, I'm going with another team that has their quarterback back another team that has their top two rushers back, a team that hired a former Ravens coordinator to come in and take over their offense and open it up just a little bit, but still stick to what the heart of their team is, and a team that is always going to be ranked inside the top three in defense, I'm going with Wisconsin. Okay, all right. I think Wisconsin's going to win the, the Big Ten. The Bear. Yeah. You're going the, with the I'm Bear. I'm going with the Bear. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I just I look at this team, and listen, what, 9-4 and four last year? Six and three in conference, but Graham Mertz, it, it felt like 
they didn't ask him to do anything until he had to do something. Yep. Right? And it's when they were playing Penn State last year, it was a great example. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I can just, say that firsthand. It's yep. just like, it's, I've given the comparison a lot, and I, I've said this with Stetson Bennett, which is he's what Georgia's offense did, which was a disadvantage to him, was it was, we're going to hand the ball off, hand the ball off, hand the ball off, play defense, play defense, play defense. Oh, crap, we're down. I need you. (laughs) And that's not fair to a quarterback. Right. And so when did that offense start clicking is when they went to a quarterback first system, and then when you needed him, he was already ready to rock. Mm -hmm. So I think, and go to the national championship. When they tried to go conservative, they started getting beat, and then they just opened it up and let Stetson Bennett go, and they won the national championship. Yep. So it's... With Graham Mertz, and I think with a new coordinator coming in who, again, has experience coaching Lamar Jackson in the NFL and developing that. So if you feel like, oh, they're going to open it up and not run, dude, no, they're going to run the football. Yeah. Uh, you just got to use Graham Mertz more at the beginning so when you do need him, he's ready to rock. And I do think there's something to be said about having your quarterback come back mm-hmm. again. That's a big thing. So, yeah, I, I look at Wisconsin. I think that's a complete football team and a mean football team. I think they're going to win. Yeah, okay. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Honestly, I've been sitting here the whole time trying to not get convinced uh, by all of those points. And like you do, I I do love the fact that their top two rushers are back, as you mentioned. That defense is always going to be just absolutely gnarly. Graham Mertz is a guy that just off the the rip, right? I believe his first game he set records for how accurate he was and, and like how many completions he had in a game at Wisconsin. Like it, it was insane. Uh, but then, of course, last year, like you said, they, they kind of they backed themselves into a corner way too many times. For that reason, I do think Wisconsin will be in the Big Ten championship game. And I agree with all of the holes that you see in Ohio State. Uh, as someone who watches a lot of their games, just because it's, you know, you have to be able to see what you're going against because, you know, you're a, you're a football fan, so obviously the coaches... You know, know your opinions from the couch, right? Of course. Yeah. Anyway, and even having my team go up against them, Penn State was not very good last year in a lot of different ways, especially when Sean Clifford got hurt. But even a Sean Clifford that was hurt got, you know, found room to to work with and found room to score with uh, when they played against Ohio State. I think this year we start to see those cracks They still win the Big Ten Championship, so I'm going to go with Ohio State. I think it's going to be Ohio State and Wisconsin. But we start to see those cracks throughout the season. We see it against Wisconsin, and we see it in the playoff as well. Because they're going to make the playoff, but I think that's when it's really evident that, oh, wow, we're not on the same same wavelength as some of these other top programs anymore. And we need to to fix that a little bit. Can we do the SEC really fast? Alabama and Georgia both go undefeated. Alabama beat Georgia in the SEC Championship. That's what you believe? Yes. Do both of them make the playoff? Yes. I wouldn't argue with that too much. Cool. Perfect. we got to take a break. We'll come back with more right here on Second Down. Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Not enough time because PJ just wanted to talk about Utah too much in the last segment. I don't think it was Utah, and I don't think it was only me. PJ just couldn't keep his trap shut about Utah. I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) We talk too much. It happens a lot. We'll get you our picks tomorrow on the final edition of Second Down on ESPN Radio. But in the meantime, the College Football Hall of Fame is trying to give Dog Nation a collective heart attack at the moment. And I don't know if we have answers here yet or not. But 10 minutes ago, the College Football Hall of Fame put out a tweet. Again, they're in Atlanta. 
Chick-fil-A kickoff games in Atlanta. They're very big partners, both of them sponsored by Chick-fil-A. They put out a tweet. Who's ready for some Oregon football versus Georgia football? And in it, they have Oregon's helmet, modern, green, yellow face mask, got all kinds of accents on it. They put out Oregon's uniform. Then on the other side, they have Champ Bailey's uniform and a Georgia helmet with the black stripe going down the middle of it. And you heard that right? Like, not Champ Bailey, like, not a Champ Bailey new, like, replica jersey that uh. looks like the ones they wore last year, but it's just, you know, has Champ Bailey's number yeah. and stuff on it. No, 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 no. It's just straight up Champ Bailey's jersey. Yeah, and the College Football Hall of Fame. But I'm looking, and they're kind of just keep panning over this helmet. I don't, I think there's kind of a mixed reaction between Georgia fans, if Georgia was to run out there, they already switched back to the block letters. Yep. Or numbers, excuse me, and letters. Mm-hmm. But uh, if Georgia runs out there in the Jim Donna era, black stripes on the helmet, I think some of the fan base might be like, yeah, that's cool. I think a lot of the fan base is going to lose their minds. <laughs> right. Uh, the first thing Mark Reek did when he got hired at Georgia was to, like, I think personally go into the equipment room himself and rip off all the black stripes. <laughs> so that ain't Georgia. White stripe down the helmet, and that's it. I don't know. But man. when did Kirby play? In the nineties. With with Kirby had with a black what? stripe going down. I was the I was, was going to yeah. say, wait, with what? Yeah. So maybe he's feeling a little nostalgic. We'll Never have to know. wait and see. We got to take a break. We'll come back. Get you ready for three and out next, right here on ESPN Radio. Second down on ESPN Radio. Christian Gokel alongside PJ Zuko. All right, continue our conversation. I know Penn State never does alternate jerseys, so you're kind of the wrong person to ask about this. Well, uh, but uh, that's kind of... They do. Ha- Are you forgetting about the... I forget what it's called, but the traditional jer- the tradition jerseys? Well, they put like a Penn number State on the helmet? Has worn. There's, a, there's a lot. There's a stripe on the leg. White socks. No, wait, no. White cleats. Oh, yeah, because it's always black cleats. Yeah, the, the white collar. There's a lot of changes. Okay, so my question anyway. is, how do you feel, and I, I know it doesn't matter, but how, does it, how do you feel about your school wearing alternate uniforms in big games? I think it very much depends on what the uniform is. And I know that's kind of blatant, like that, that's very broad, I guess. Um, a lot of the times, I would rather them you know, wear, wear their own you know, wear their own traditional jerseys in big games, sure. Then again, there are certain jerseys that just have a certain, like you can bring them out and they have a certain feel that, that I feel like does energize a, a fan base or energize just, you know, the atmosphere. Now, I, I'll say that while I think that, for instance, the Iowa State's black and whites, are they cool? Yes. Well, Should they wear them in a big game? Absolutely well, not. Well, I don't think this applies to every school because not every school has like a standard. Sure. Right? Like okay. Oklahoma State, we were just talking about them. They don't have a standard uniform, right? They kind of change their stuff up every couple of years. Say the same thing with Oregon. They don't have a standard uniform because that's part of their spiel is they're always consistently changing their uniform up. NC State, kind of the same way, right? But there's some schools like the Wisconsin's of the world that it's Nebraska. Yeah. You know what their uniform is. Okay. And so to yeah. me, it's... If you're playing a big marquee game and the whole country is watching, 
I think you wear your uniform. Sure. Because that's your brand. The perfect time, I think, for the alternate uniform is a conference game, but like a mid-level conference game. Yeah, I think I, it's I the think perfect time for an alternate uniform. I think like the the team you're going to beat seventy to nothing that shouldn't be it either. No, but I I do think yeah. you're you're making but a good like point. like Penn State Purdue would be yeah, a perfect, perfect time. time. Yeah, perfect time. We got to go three and outs coming up next. Make sure you tune in tomorrow when we tell you who Kevin's favorite team is, and it's our last time on the radio. We'll catch up with everyone tomorrow.